When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Oh, welcome back, Daylight Burners. Uh, recording this on a Friday evening, so happy Friday. Um, I don't know when I'll put this out, but if you're... If you'd like to listen to this live, you got to go to patreon.com slash burning daylight. So anybody listening on Patreon, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, we got Ryan Whitaker out of the, the great state of Nebraska joining me again. We uh, we got a few few topics to cover. Um, I'm just I don't know about you, Ryan, but I am just constantly just amazed at how ridiculous the world gets like every day. It just it, day. It, it never stops, and uh, I can remember thinking like back in 2019 when I started this thing. Uh, it was it was like August, September, somewhere in there. Uh, I remember talking about some of the crazy, crazy shit going on uh, that they were, and and it was it seems so innocent uh, now where they're just like they were lying about Trump in the media and, and I've never been a, a Trump guy, but I'm just like, it got to the point where you just, I, I was defending the guy against, you know, just nonsense. Like against they, sheer stupidity. Yeah. And I mean, it got to where they were just, yeah, just nonsense. Like what, why are you mad about that? Like, why is this even a, a problem? Like what, what, what about any of this? And, and now, I mean, that just seems cute compared to today where i mean <laughs> we have passed that by a long yeah, shot yeah that that a uh, ship has sailed um uh so to to quote one of my my favorite bands of all time one of my favorite songwriters evan felker of turnpike troubadours that you know that bell can't be unrung and uh i'm uh i'm trying to learn that for for elko i'm not doing a very good job of it so far but um yeah, we we're, we've moved on past that now. Where uh, we we had the most hilarious, um, one of the most hilarious riots of all time 
uh, happened on January 6, 2021. <laughs> I will not call it an insurrection because, they, I mean... No, no I was going to say, ever... we can't. We've just got to call no. it comedy. Yeah, um, because uh, no, nobody's ever seized power of a government using uh, like a metal people barrier. <laughs> you know, like, it's not even a fence, but like a section of of riot fencing. Yeah, uh, a metal barrier like that. That was the that was the extent, and, and some bear mace. Uh, that, but that was kind of the extent of the weaponry that they used to supposedly real dangerous shit. We're talking about <laughs> bloodthirsty shit type shit. You know? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, now we're we're like we're four years past that essentially. Or we're coming up on four years past that, and uh, we we've had our first presidential primary uh and yeah now now we're like is i'm pretty sure of course i was pretty sure in 2020 that trump was gonna win um until i started look back at it and like ah well i mean it always comes back to the economy uh but it early numbers say like trump's probably gonna run run this thing again like he's he's probably gonna get in is what it like conventional knowledge would tell you which uh, i would say right. throw that into the in the trash because the conventional knowledge is kind of has failed me quite a bit here lately so i don't know what the fuck's going to happen but again in, so that in a normal us year four more years of toddlers yeah um but they're also like are they going to are they going to somehow get him off the ballot um because if that happens i i think we're in for some like legitimate um, at least pockets of violence because ah, so, I know a lot of I know a lot of Trump people and they're they're not I don't think they're exactly going to take that laying down. So the last time that happened was Lincoln, right? Yeah. So how'd that end? I don't think it went well. I'm not, not really. I mean, yeah, it, it uh, what wasn't great. A lot a lot of people died. Um. Some things were said. Some things happened. Some people kind of got freed. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was not not great. But so I don't know how all that's gonna turn out. But like like, and that's just one. I mean, it's a major. <laughs> that's aspect. one tiny spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty major aspect of American life. But all, that's just one one little sliver of it. <laughs> you know, then right. We we've got uh I will say that some of the lefties were were right when they talked when they're talking about like the the surge in anti-Semitism. If you spend a little bit of time on on Twitter, um, that 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 is one thing about uh, free speech is um, if you allow everything, you're gonna see some shit that you yeah. you don't particularly like. And exactly, uh, and I I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, not necessarily. I don't like. I don't agree with. Uh, I think there's a lot of shit that while you have the right to say it, you should probably probably should real keep hard. that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like think real hard about it before, before you say it at the very least. Um, but yeah, there's a, turns out that people, there's still a, a pretty large chunk of people that really don't like the Jews. Um, That's just and fucking then, wild to me. Like <laughs> it, it is. And then, I, I, I'm I'm still always trying to figure out like what exactly is and and you know it always comes back to like money lending 
um, control of the media, um, control of government because of their, their, you know, legalistic views. And then, um, overall sneakiness, I guess is what the, the, the charges are. And then you have this group of Hasidic Jews that are, that dug a secret tunnel. Just under the tunneling away. In New York. And you're like, <laughs> maybe not do that. Yeah. Probably not <laughs> like helping. If you're worried about anti-Semitism, a good place to start is not there. Yeah. <laughs> not there. Not tunneling under a city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's some of the, some of the weirdest things that, uh, like that one still just one of the weirdest stories I've ever come across. <laughs> and um so we had that happen and then you you had messaged me and this is was kind of one of the instigators for this this uh, episode. Um but you had mess messaged me about the Mormons buying up a bunch of, of land in Nebraska. And if you remember the the Easter Day thing when when Cody Easter Day had his whole uh gambling fiasco and um, which I mean, kind of bravo to him for for screwing uh, Tyson out of so much freaking money. I mean, the, those guys a little have, bit, yeah. A little. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not condoning it, but I'm also pretty <laughs> impressed by the sheer amount of cattle that he was amount to, uh, he was able to scam them for. Yeah. Um, but the the Mormon Church ended up buying like the big chunk of the the you know the Easter Day holdings that he had to liquidate due to this right. thing and. Uh, yeah, you, you get to looking into that a little bit, and uh, those old those old Mountain Jews, as uh, as uh, my buddy Evan Hafer likes to call the Mormons, uh, they control one, yeah. a lot of shit. You know, they I mean they, they really, particularly in the agriculture world, they they control a lot of. And they've been at it for commerce. a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and then after I, I I'm because I'm still in the midst of this. I, I like I've kind of taken a little hiatus on my my Mormon research, but like there's still a lot of that stuff that's pretty fresh in in the old memory. And uh, yeah, old, old brother Brigham kind of knew what he was doing. Like he uh, he was uh, he you know he, the, there was like a lot of religious communism back in those days, and they right. and the Mormons were probably the best at it. Um, <clears throat> But I mean, it was essentially. I mean, the Mennonites are kind of the same way, from what I understand. Uh, I'm not sure. I've never been around the Amish a whole lot, so I don't know much. But it, the church owns everything, and it's. I mean, right. the Catholics are, are, are no no different either. It's uh, it's funny how much money you can you can accumulate when you do it in the name of God, and the things you can get away with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I had this kind of loose theory that I've got kicking around in my head because um, let's hear it. I got one too. Because all of this research that I've been doing, like I was saying before, I'm probably getting on some lists that I'd rather not be on. <laughs> <laughs> but particularly if you follow conspiracies at all, um, and I, I like I just enjoy conspiracies. I don't I don't buy into all of them, but I I'll, I'll entertain you know just about all of them just to I'll hear just see both yeah see see what what's going on but if if you spend any time at all in the conspiracy corners of the internet 
you're about two clicks away from somebody blaming the Jews for everything. <laughs> and, and, and that's being pretty generous. You know, it's it's usually like one comment below the, the video. It's it's somebody blaming the Jews for it. And and you're like, I, I was so I'm just like, what is the, the actual beef? And I, I and uh, and you go like, of course, everybody knows the Holocaust. We We got we got taught that pretty heavily in school and I think for, right. yeah, for good reason. And then you, you find out like, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily agree with uh, what, what it, we were taught that, that there was 6 million Jews exterminated by the Nazis. And uh, there's a, turns out quite a few people that don't exactly believe all that. And then um, before the Nazis, you had like the pogroms in Eastern Europe and Russia, uh, which <clears throat> sound sounds pretty awful the stuff i've read about it and then i i've been kind of reading some some hard right historian types and particularly like russian historians and they don't agree with that that uh version of the story at all and they they uh tend to not be so friendly toward have a friendly um world view towards towards our our Semitic friends, and uh, right. I don't know what the hell's going on, but what I've, I've been able to narrow it down is like the general things they get blamed for is money lending, control of the money supply, unfair business tactics, all kind of rolled into the economic type of deals stemming from usury, which is money lending. Now add tunneling. <laughs> now we're adding yeah. tunneling to that. Yeah, we're adding tunneling now. Um, but then, <laughs> then there's also like control of the media, um, control of government institutions, and like an overall sneakiness. And um, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying that's from what right. the research yeah. I've done. That's the the overall grievances that I've I've come to <coughs> that that I've come to notice. And um, I think. Like in America, we don't really have quite that that real anti-Semitic problem. Like there, I mean, there's pockets of it, but like Europe's a whole different ball game when it comes to to the Jews. Like they, we never kicked the Jews out of a country. Um, there's yeah, a lot no. of European countries that that just kicked them the fuck out. But we kept trying to kick the Mormons out. I'd say we have kicked the Mormons out of a couple different places, and uh, they're. Uh, they kind of modeled themselves after after Judaism too. Like, there's a lot of that. Um, I, I guess when you come from like an evangelical Christian worldview, which is what I I kind of grew up in, is uh, you know, like a very kind of like Pharisees and Sadducees type of uh mentality with the like the Catholics, yeah. the Catholics, the Jews, the the Mormons too, like uh the, the Orthodox Church, like very set on rituals and stuff rather than like an individual relationship with Jesus as, as right. you know, as like the, the evangelicals believe. So it's, uh, I don't know that that's what I've always kind of, I've noticed about like, like the churches I grew up in versus like the Catholics, the Mormons and, and the Jews in and like those three in particular is like, there's, there's so many more like saints and rituals and, and traditions and stuff that like, it's all, and the, but and it's also like passed down from like a figurehead. I don't I don't know so right. much about from the Jewish world, but 
<laughs> but like from the Orthodox or the Orthodox either. I'm not, I'm not real well versed on the that, but like the Catholics and the Mormons were, it all essentially comes down, you know, the Mormons comes from the prophet the and the Catholics from the Pope. And it's all very legalistic too. It seems like, right. well, the Mormons have been, uh, Oh, and land ownership was another one. Uh, like tenant farming was a big grievance from, uh, from the Eastern European pogroms. And, and, uh, and I don't know so much in, in Germany pre-World War, uh, you know, pre-Nazi era, but <clears throat> that, the, like the, the Jew, there was a lot of like really wealthy land owning Jewish people in, in Eastern Europe. And then they, they made, <laughs> made a lot of their money off of, uh, rent from tenant farmers. And so that was a, a big grievance. <clears throat> well, now like the, like the, the way the Mormon church was, was set up, I mean, like they, the church owned everything and, and it was like, it was, it was very much kind of like a Soviet system, except it was, you know, and instead of an atheistic deal, it was very much a. It was a in theocratic. the name of Smith, yeah. Yeah, it was theocratic as opposed to, I, I guess the Soviets were too. That but the state was God as opposed to, you know, um, to actually believing in God. You just believed in the state. So, <clears throat> um, but they they've uh, they've accumulated a ton of wealth, uh, a lot of land, particularly agriculture land, which is smart. Like you control the food, you control the people. Right. Um, there's been a a pretty big shift in media programming as of as of the last uh, you know three, four, five years. Um, but like, there's been a lot of of like Christian based content popping up, and a, and a lot of it out of like Angel Studios, and I, f- I think it's like Revelation Media is the is the other one. But they're both based out of Utah, and I think they're heavily funded yeah. by the Mormon Church. And they're putting out good content. Like I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I, like it, it's right. My, my kids watch. I mean, they they put out like the Tuttle Twins, which is a great uh, kids book series, and now now it's a you know like an animated show. And uh, I like they they put out some good stuff, and it, and it's nice because I, I know <laughs> I know if I I can put the kids in front of that show and like I'm not and not worry about it. I don't have to worry about them wanting to cut their dick off here, here in, in the next <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks. You know, like I don't have to worry about that shit. So it's, it's nice, but uh, like, so are they, are they starting to uh, like corner in on the, on the media landscape now? Like it's kind of in turmoil where the, I, I wonder how much like the big players have, how much uh, influence they've lost because uh, I'm starting to think they haven't lost much influence after, after Iowa, like, Vivek has been right. on every major podcast you can think of uh, here in the last, you know, six months, and he got didn't even get break at the eight percent mark. Right, like exactly, yeah. So you're just like, I don't know, man. And it may be just that Trump just sucks the oxygen out of the room too. But, um, but like you, you, you those are two pretty big uh, studios that that popped up, and they're they're putting out a lot of content. And and it's uh, uh like as a capitalistic entrepreneurship type of mindset, I love it because they they found a they found a hole in the market that nobody was was serving, and now they're you know they're they're fulfilling that that uh that market signal, and uh, but also like how much of it's uh controlled by the Mormon Church? How when how uh how long till they you know redirect the programming to to turn everyone Mormon? You know. Right. 
the uh, the yeah. libertarian in me is all for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you take away the religion and look at it, it's like a pretty libertarian thing they've tried to do their entire existence. Pretty much, they want yeah. To, they want to be left alone, and kept yeah. trying to be left alone. I know, and I like I I do really kind of respect because they 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 really their whole deal was just like um you know. All right, we're moving to Utah. Like we're going to call it Deseret, and then we're moving there because it's not in the United States. And then they right. moved there, and then um, well, and then the United States came. <laughs> yeah, so but they the whole time like they they were willing to go to war with with the U.S., but they they really did try to avoid it at all costs because they knew that it wasn't gonna it probably mean, wasn't gonna turn out in their favor. I think at that time. The U.S. actually declared war on the Mormons, didn't they? I mean, it was actually a declaration of war against the Mormons, correct? Um, I'm, I'd have they, to look into that. I, I think I know... they, they marched from Leavenworth to Salt Lake or to the Great Basin. Yeah. And then yeah, that's they, where no, that like, Thatcher family max, massacre was and all that. Yeah, because it, it, um, it was after the Mountain Meadows uh, massacre that, right. that it really... Uh, all that shit really popped off, and I, I don't know if there was an actual declaration of war, but like the, I mean, the Mormons were ready for war. I mean, like right. the, the the orders were like you fight until it's time to run, and then you burn everything to the ground on on the way out, like yeah. head to the hills and and burn everything in front of you. And that's the part <laughs> I respect. I mean, you gotta respect yeah. that if you're people like us, anyway. Well, and then uh, and then when they they kind of the the government kind of declared war on polygamy then you know it was uh i think it was taylor that succeeded brigham young like he like he moved down to mexico for a while because he uh he wouldn't give up his other wives uh yeah cohabitation they called it right which they just um they just decriminalized that not too long ago in in utah so like uh i think polygamy is officially somewhat legal in in utah again oh, okay on again off again Can't i think so up. uh it never really went away um it just kind of died down quite a bit and then like any good church or organization they just try to sweep it yeah. under the rug let's hide that one yeah um yeah it's um but my uh w- with all this like swirling civil unrest that we have going on I, i'm always wondering like <laughs> who's the group that gets singled out and right. um you see like um you see the jews getting singled out i mean they've been attacked several times but um like this time around it's it's mostly from the left wingers and uh turns out turns out israel's not a it's kind of a real problem for old uncle joe he's uh he's not having a good good time not with a his good base. There. um but I wonder, like, if you just follow like the the path of history and and how see how the Jews got pushed out of different countries in in Europe, and then you see how the Mormons have kind of well, I like I don't know how how big the Mormons are into the banks, but I I would imagine they they own a lot of them. Uh, Joseph Smith uh, tried and failed several times to to start his own bank. Right. So, I mean, it's it's pretty well, you know, pretty well embedded into the into the Mormon culture. So, I I, I don't I, I just I'm ignorant on on uh, 
how big they are in the banking world, but I, I bet you where they are, I, I bet you where they're concentrated. They, uh, yeah, they, they have, a, a, you know, mucho sway just like they do in everything else. Um, and I wonder, I wonder if, uh, like if the tables turn and say, like you, you see a bunch of like small farmers go under small ranchers go under and then, uh, do the pitchforks start to come out for the Mormons? Um, I wouldn't suggest it because uh, the Mormons are pretty well armed as well. So, yeah, like they—that's one thing I they, think they stay that way. Uh, that's one thing I think they learned uh, pretty early on is uh, you, you keep them guns. And uh, yeah, so that's not a like if should should it ever come to that? Like I'm not saying it. This is just all purely speculation, a theory yes. that I have theoretically. Um. That's not a, a group of people I'd want to go up against. Um, no. Yeah. But they, is that the whole thing of what's going on? Are they just kind of seeing the, the unrest and the direction of things? And, you know, 370,000 acres in Nebraska, prime, I mean, decent farmland, better ranch land. It's out west, you know. It's a closer to your yeah. direction. But, uh, I mean, are they just controlling one more thing? Control what you can control and... They're trying to control it all. Well, I think so. I, I, it, I mean, uh, it probably makes sense in their their overall, you know, agriculture scheme. Uh, and they're not I'm, new I'm to sure. ranching by any means. No, I mean they they had a huge hand in uh, in building the you know the beef the the beef cattle industry in the in the western right. U.S. You know, there was the the Texas punchers that moved them up to to Minnesota or to Montana and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah, the Great Basin was essentially like that whole branch in there. It was settled by the Mormons. You know, there was yeah. <laughs> that that was uh, yeah. I mean, they 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 got a they got a big hand in in agriculture and have since since the very beginning of uh of their migration out there. And uh, yeah, they're but they're they're very they were very communistic back in the day too. So yeah. I, it uh. You know, one of uh, one of er- the areas where Brigham Young tried and failed, like it was one of the few things that he that he failed at. But he was trying to get the, the government contract to, for the mail, and uh, so he had his own like mail delivery service that I think it eventually went belly up. But like, it was not far from being like where the, the U.S. Postal Service was run by the Mormons too. So it wasn't that far off. They they were. You know, I forget what exactly made it fall through. I think it was just because he didn't he didn't ultimately get the, you know, like the exclusive contract. But right, um, I don't know. They those those people are are uh, like they fought and scratched their their way to what they got. Those some of those, like I guess they've been like the second wave of of uh, Mormon immigrants. They all they all went with the fucking push cart. Yeah, <laughs> the just, hand carts and the yeah. I mean. They ran some cows when they were doing that. They ran some cattle that way, and but yeah, yeah can you imagine going that far with a handcart? You know, I and know, you know you're dragging but... all your stuff and kids, right? And yeah, you came you straight off the the ship from Europe, some sort of peasant out that way, and uh, you, you get on a ship across the Atlantic, you get on a train to to Chicago or St. Louis or wherever, and then 
Yeah, you load your shit up on a handcart and push it across the prairie for you know another fifteen hundred miles and yeah, yeah. It's, so it's they're not. Wild. I mean, they're not opposed to going the extra mile, if you will. I mean, no, no. They're going to do what they got to do. You see some of the country they covered and conquered. You're like, uh, I mean, like that hole in the hole in the wall um, place there in uh, how it's like in. Arizona, I think they're, they're by like Lake Powell. Um, yeah. yeah, you see, you know, where they the the what they had to do to to go over that, and you, like you look at that, I I would think I was God's chosen people too. If you if you conquered that, bitch, You're damn right. Like, ain't nothing stopping me now. Yeah. And anybody, and they did it with a handcart. Yeah, anybody gonna try to stop me? I'll kill him dead. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, God, God wanted me to live. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd feel that way too after that. Yeah. So like I say, that's, that's a, I mean, and that's kind of the same way for the Jews, but I think the, I think the Mormons uh, learned early on to be a little better armed than than the Jews. The Jews took them a little while to to learn that. Um, I don't know if that was through circumstance or what, Um, but you know, like those, those Eastern European and, uh, and German Jews, like they were all disarmed and they didn't, they couldn't really do much, but the, Right. The Mormons fought back. They got kicked out, but they uh, they took some scalps on the way. I don't think there's going to be a disarming of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. That's uh, uh, yeah. You, you better if you're gonna you're gonna take a run at the at the Mormon population. You better you better come prepared because they're they're packing heat. I mean, and they're kind of prepared for anything. Isn't that one of their things? Don't they always have like a year supply on hand? Of oh yeah, everything. It's, it's one of the. As one of the like, it's in their doctrine, you know. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's part of the part of their faith, and uh, like that's another thing I really respect about them. They're they're very yeah. self reliant. Yeah, they don't really need much else. I mean, no. And that's where the the libertarian in me again is like, dang, like let them go to the hills and leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. here in Nebraska is all worked up right now because they've got three hundred seventy thousand acres, you know, and worth more than like warren buffett right now here so yeah i mean like if push comes to shove i'll become a jack mormon just just so i don't you know so so i can uh i can still live uh you know live peacefully i I don't i don't mind uh you know i don't that nobody knows what's in my heart i'll 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 say it for for public purposes if i have to because exactly it's better than the alternative you know uh but i i'd way rather just take to the hills which yeah i'd rather do um, my own thing yeah yeah exactly but if it came down to like these lefty weirdos in control versus the mormons i'll take the mormons you know i'll take my i'll roll my dice with the mormons yeah i'm not saying i'm i'm jumping on board with joseph smith here but i mean everybody's worked up here because they're buying the land well anybody could buy the land it just happened to be them <laughs> you yeah. know well i it was kind of the same thing like the easter day thing where the the two major bidders was the mormon church and some company owned by bill gates and push comes to shove i'd rather the mormons have it at least I'd they rather know how the to mormons make it. have it they 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 know how to make some productive use of land i mean they've, they've yeah. proven that over the years so um and they took all the shit land that no one else would you know, have the fortitude to continue yeah. on. Yeah, no shit. They they really should have just put the Mormons in charge of all the 
the the Indian reservations, you know, because the, the Indians had all the shit land too that they, you know, they had a hard time farming. Um, yeah, they 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 had a they had allowed the if they'd let the Mormons just run all the Indian reservations, they might be pretty profitable nowadays too. But yeah, oh, uh, I guess I guess those casinos make a lot of money too, though. For yeah, for certain people, I don't I don't know how all that works. I I, I need to. I need to talk with some, some, some more of the people that are in the know on on the res. That's a whole, that's a whole other situation that that most of America just kind of turns a. We we'll get Jeremiah on here again. I know he's he's good. I'm gonna I need to get a hold of uh, Victoria Jackson. I, I know I'm, I'm supposed to get her on the show, and I'll, I'll check with her. Um, I want to go to Elko and see if we can't sit down and have a have a conversation. But it's uh. Yeah, it's a whole other part of American life that gets kind of just pushed to the yeah. side. Nobody, nobody really pays attention to because there's not enough of them to to really cause a stink. Every now and then, you get like the Standing Rock deal, where I know a lot of the conservatives were pissed off about it, but um, I don't know. It sounds like the the natives had a real grievance there. I mean, right? It's uh, we've been fucking them over on on treaties since day one too so it's uh i mean yeah i don't think there was ever an honest one so i don't think so um and then the supreme court rule uh that like most of oklahoma is is back to kind of indian territory isn't it Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm not sure on that. I mean, I know the the Flower Moon deal brought a lot more light back to it, mm-hmm. which it sucks that it takes something like that to bring light to something. But yeah. it's it's where this country's at. Yeah, well, I you know because like all of Oklahoma was, I mean, it was just called Indian Territory. It wasn't right. called Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't that's I. I said, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know shit. Like there's, yeah. uh, like that's another. But it all part. circles around. It all circles yeah. around to don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this, a lot of the issues that we have, particularly in the Western U.S., um, all stem from government ownership of the land. Like yes. um, Texas does not have the BLM versus you know the rancher versus the bureau of land management fight like like colorado or arizona or new Ma- or even new mexico right next door right they don't have that because it's all privately owned and uh <clears throat> and i'm i'm very loath to to give texans too much credit for anything because they'll give themselves they'll, plenty they'll of credit. take it and run yeah they they do it plenty on their own but like that the whole private ownership thing is um like it's pretty well. I mean, they've got their own issues, but uh, yeah, when it comes to to the, like the ranching and the grazing aspect of things, uh, they don't have that issue that that Colorado and and uh, yeah, and it confuses and, them. Yeah, and nothing pisses a Texan off more than getting confused, and it don't take much. 
<laughs> don't take much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, so. So was this uh, this land in Nebraska? Was it all like one one big um, estate, or or was it a parcels here and there? Or how how no, that they work were, out? They were piecing them together, but it was two. I mean, it's basically it's Garden County and one more that direction. So you know, it's out there down near Colorado, Wyoming. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's ranch country, and I'm sure a lot of it's pivoted or something. You know. Yeah. But I mean, they just keep buying it and they're buying every piece they can. And then the Nebraska, you know, farmers unions all up in arms about it, that now that's land that Nebraskans can own. And it is, but I mean, I don't know. It's better than Bill Gates owning it. And the way land prices are going, I don't know. I think it's the better in there. Yeah, I. That's uh, that's one thing is that land is yeah land's going to continue to go up i i think i mean particularly particularly productive land because there's just less and less of it available and they put they put so many fucking houses on on good productive land that right it, so i i mean i don't i don't know i it's uh like there's there's always that issue like where the you know the the church has all this land but they don't pay any taxes and I, I say fuck it, taxation's theft. So, yeah. But also, I I don't like anybody, any one entity owning too much stuff, you know, because then shit goes afoul. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, it says they bought three hundred seventy thousand total acres zoned agriculture in Nebraska, and uh, soon could become Nebraska's largest landowner, passing Ted Turner. So huh. you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck about Ted Turner. <laughs> Ted Turner, he's. He's uh, been big in getting the Buffalo population back up. And I, right. you know, like I, I'm not a fan of Ted Turner, but uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm also like, I don't know. I don't have the money to buy it. So what can I, you know, he, yeah, he bought it fair and square. Right. You know, it's uh, kind of one of those things you can, you can call somebody an asshole and, uh, have no absolutely no recourse against him for it. He's like, well, yeah. fuck, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I know a guy that and, paid to go shoot a buffalo out there, though. I don't oh, know yeah. if it was Ted's, but yeah, they said one guy was feeding a donkey out one side of the pickup, and the other guy shot out of the other. It was one of them paid <laughs> deals, you know. That's funny. <laughs> that donkey was just like, oh, I'm gonna have to go drag this prick back in. <laughs> Freaking. Donkeys are such a uh, such funny creatures. They are. My wife it's, keeps uh, wanting another one. She had one, but it was like thirty five and died. I I keep thinking I want one, and then I just I remember how much hay costs, so I just I don't want one that bad. Yeah, I don't have a choice. I mean, with they don't wife, eat, so. They don't eat much, but they it's enough. It's enough that you notice it. Yeah. Oh yeah. They can survive on the far shittier hay, though. That's true. Um, and do pretty yeah. well. Um, <laughs> we had a barrier back when I was in, in Kansas. Uh, he uh, he was talking about uh, how his wife was like, I, you know, he, he was, him and his old man were known for just cooking and eating anything. Um, his, and his dad was 
is a pretty good cook, I suppose. I never, I never had any of his food, but I guess he he catered a, a wedding one time and served the whole the whole uh, whole wedding party uh, smoked prairie dog. And um, okay, they said it was good. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I, I this is what I heard. I, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But they they had a kind of a reputation for for eating a lot of horse and and you know just just kind of whatever. And uh, he was his uh, he was telling a story about how how his wife said, "Well, you ain't ever gonna catch me eating a eating a horse." And he said, "Bitch, you've been eating horse steak for the last three weeks. You didn't even know it." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? And he's like, hell yeah. Why the hell would I buy beef when a fat donkey only costs 50 bucks? <laughs> that's that's a Missouri uh, Missouri moose is what they call that, right? <laughs> Missouri moose. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Missouri. That's uh <clears throat> that's another one of those weird, weird kind of weird states that I don't I, I don't suggest anybody tangle with like people in Missouri are a little, little different. Missouri and Arkansas. I think they'd be mm. together there. Missouri, Arkansas. And then you got the Appalachia region, you know, West Virginia in particular, but like Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, all of that, all that area. Like they're, uh, that's another, like you, you stay on, stay on the main roads. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't venture to, off. Yeah, don't go on a Sunday cruise on on some back roads. You know, you never know what you're gonna find out there. Yeah, they don't Mostly like it when meth. you roll up on their meth house. Yeah, it used to be moonshine. Now it's just meth. Yeah. I uh, you ever you ever mess with any of that shit? The moonshine? No, the meth or any, no, any fuck... of those hard drugs. I've never done no, any of that. Fuck no. I've uh-huh. had I've had a rail or two of coke, uh, and I. It was literally only a couple different times that I did that, and I. But it was enough to where like ah, I say I'm gonna not do any more. This, this doesn't no. lead anywhere good. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm uh, gonna stay far away from that. I will say that I forget what the name of that documentary was, but it was an H- HBO documentary that they did on meth back when I was in. Uh, I was like middle school or. Yeah, it had to been like junior high, like late elementary, junior high school, and um, I that that one worked because um, I I never had any desire to to touch no. methamphetamine after watching that shit. Zero. Now the green, and, on the other hand. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think yeah. uh, I, I <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of that stuff. It it uh. And it's perfectly legal here, and I I can I can consume it as I please, and it's there you go. It's nice. It's nice. But yeah, that hard shit, I'll stay far away from. Like yeah, you said, I've never. That doesn't lead I, down a good road. No, I uh, I and I can't I can't really, you know, attribute that to like being raised in the Bible Belt because I know plenty of people that raised in the same area that I do that were there. Love them some meth. So I, I don't know what, for whatever reason, like I just, that one documentary and I just, after you, you, you hear how all that shit's made, I'm just like, mm. anything that smells like cat piss yeah. can't be good to put in your body. So I'm going to stay away from it. And God damn, if I get hurt or something, I don't even like the pain feels like, oh. <laughs> That's kind of a good thing. Uh, there's not much good about having hypertension, but they don't give you 
like the the hard opiates because it it fucks with your blood pressure and uh so you just have to like i forget what the the one pain pill they did give me but it was uh you might as well just take tylenol because it was was essentially the same but they uh i never got any any oxys or or any of that shit which is probably a good thing i've got a little bit of an addictive personality so i'm kind of glad i yeah, I won't even take Tylenol for a headache or something. A little CBD takes care of that. But. <laughs> CBD and water. Yeah, like, exactly. That That's one thing, probably the most important thing I learned on that, like that 75 hard thing is just how much you need water. Like just yeah. like that. Once you start getting a gallon of water a day, you're just like, I feel so much better. And then you, then you right. start to where you crave water and that's like, it's good. <laughs> Your body yeah, needs that thing. shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, um, back in, in college, you know, my, my, my go-to hangover cure was, uh, was just like greasy breakfast coffee and and like a Gatorade or something. Nowadays it's water and go sweat, like go, you know, run a mile or something or something, just get, get some sweat moving and, and drink a bunch of water and that, that'll help you. I still I do the water and coffee, but I will chug like yeah. my thirty-two ounce Yeti of water if I'm a little hungover. I will chug that first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Like that's that's a good move. I, I don't know. It just it's amazing how how uh, how little water I, I drank uh, until I started making myself drink yeah. a gallon. You don't realize like, it. Yeah, and you're just like, holy shit, I was dehydrated. And yeah, you, you don't feel it until until you realize what hydrated feels like, and then you're like, oh, I felt like shit for a long time. Yeah. Speaking of water, not to jump off subject, but we're got we got some water issues here. I know you're no stranger to those. Yeah. How's but, uh, how's it looking in Nebraska? Well, the main water issue over on my side is the nitrates in the water, and you know they're mm. saying it's coming from anhydrous and. Well, fertilizer and this and that. Well, it probably is, but you know, but <laughs> it is. But our water sucks, and I mean, we're in sand, but it don't filter out that much, you know. I mean, it don't mm. filter all the way down and as high as the water table is here. I mean, you don't got to go very far. And... Yeah. So where whereabouts are you? Um, like forty five minutes northwest of Omaha. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're in. Yeah, that that's farm country back there. Yeah, still it's farmer country, yeah. And it's farmer cattle and feedlots. I mean, we're big feedlot country. So Yeah, but you like you, they grow a lot of corn around there too. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah. It's that's that's the main crop, you know, corn and beans, that's all there is. And and it's most of them are set in their ways from the seventies and I mean mm-hmm. you do have your your guys that are trying to stay up on things, but you know, it's put the anhydrous in and fertilize and get what we can so yeah i i guess i i i didn't know about the spraying roundup on on the wheat to to dry it out like i i hadn't heard about that till i heard rfk jr talk about it and then i guess that's a pretty pretty common practice in uh in like eastern kansas and nebraska um, I had read a little about it before he mentioned it, but yeah, I didn't know it was like that common. And it seems like it's far more common. I mean, there's not a lot of weed around here, but it does seem like that's a pretty big thing. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't know it was, uh, I didn't know that 
I, I'd never heard of that before. I just, I, I knew that everybody used Roundup for fucking everything. And, um, yeah, like no doubt it's a good, it's a good, uh, herbicide, but, uh, it turns out probably gives you cancer. Um, <laughs> there is so, a thing as overuse. Mm, it's kind of like, uh, like Drax in there for a while. Like, and it's still kind of that way. We're just like, I don't know. Give him a shot of Drax. Give him Drax. Yeah. Drax cures yeah. everything. And it's like, well, I maybe it's yeah. uh, it's good drug for sure, but also it knocks the fuck out of them. So if they don't need it, it's it's probably better they don't. You know, you don't give it to them because yeah. I mean, when they get the the sweats around like day five, they look like shit. <laughs> I'll still give Draxon over Mycotil. Um, depends on the cattle. Those dairy heifers really respond well to Mycotil. I've found that like shit still scares me. Uh, I'm afraid I think of it's it. a little, it's, uh, I would <laughs> say it's, I'm not going to say it's not justified. I think it's a little overblown, but, um, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't, that don't use it. Um, I, I've never owned the cattle, so I never really cared. It's just like, what, <laughs> what, whatever, your, right. whatever your protocol is, I guess that's what we're given. Um, but I, I've, there's only been a handful that I've doctored outside of the shoot with, with Mycotil. I'm most of the time I try to stay away from it unless I'm, you know, unless I got them in the shoot. Right. Nice Um, and controlled. Right. Exactly. Now, but even that, like their, the new Mycotil bottles have this, I mean, they always had the shroud on them, but they used to, that you could, you could just unscrew the bottom and take the bottle out of the shroud now right. you can't do that, and it's got this little thing that once you got to push down and twist it, and that punctures it, and then you got to hook it. You know, it's got a, a like a quick connect for the for the specially made Micotil, um syringe. You know that, yeah. that doesn't expose the needle, and like, well, we don't use those those syringes unless we're mass treating, and um, so now we gotta you know, have to cut the shroud off to get the bottle out, <laughs> and. Uh, it's it's so stupid damn safety feature i know it's all it's all fucking gay all gay (laughs) is aids (laughs) (laughs) um i've got to take a leak real bad so we'll uh we'll take a break here and we'll come back so okay bear with us everybody all right we're we're back at it so so what else is new in your world over there, Justin? Um, Ryan, Ryan, sorry. Ryan, yeah, your your email said Justin. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ryan. Um, yeah, like how how's uh how's the temperament in Nebraska? I know what I always like to feel like I, I feel like I'm I'm going crazy half the time. Uh, you know, when I'm it's just me on my horse listening to the news and shit. Like right. It seems like the whole world's uh, falling apart, and then then you know, like you actually look around and like people are just getting along, just doing their thing. I mean, so like this week, you know, we had that shitstorm weather, mm. and I mean we're close enough to Omaha that we hear all of Omaha shit, but I avoid that place like the plague. And I mean, come summertime, I try to I try to stay in the sandhills as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's that's really where I'd like to be, but 
we got a kind of decent place here and set up good and close to the wife's family. So, you know, it has its perks, but damn, I like the sand hills better. Yeah, I've only been out in the sand hills uh, the one time, but it's uh, pretty country. Uh, it seems like uh, there's a uh, there's some pretty good cowhands that <laughs> come out of the sand hills. Some damn good ones. But back to what we were saying, I mean, we had all that weather and, you know, I mean, we've had shitty week with shit being gelled up, you know, been negative 20s and, mm. you know, the problems that come with 50 mile an hour winds and a foot of snow. And I mean, everybody's just out helping everybody, you know, I mean, I was moving snow today to get my buddy's horse trailers out. And then, you know, I mean, everybody's doing that. It's not just me doing that, but. So if you just focus on that and you don't pay as much attention to all the bullshit, you know? See, that's what I what always amazes me is like they'll they'll talk about, you know, like the Iowa caucuses, you know, like record low turnout. I'm like, well, did you see the weather? Like yeah. what is that? And then No shit. They they'll highlight, you know, like in the southeast when where people don't know how to drive in the snow. They literally and they like they're they don't even have any shame in admitting it they just know that they don't know how to drive in the snow <laughs> right and um and they'll highlight that but then they'll just like gloss over the fact we're like boston and buffalo and all these all these northern cities that are used to to weather that they just get along keep as going. normal you yeah know, they just keep they just keep chugging along you know the the bills mafia is like fuck yeah we'll we'll shovel our seats yeah. out we're gonna we're gonna go watch the bills play yeah fuck we're you. gonna break some fucking tables and watch some football they're, they're the most northern rednecks i've ever seen like they're they're just like if the entire state of kentucky migrated north you know <laughs> yeah i think you're right but i mean yeah i mean all of that shit we've just been fucking living i mean just mm. fucking don't be a shitbag and live your life you know, back to the whole religion and Mormon thing, like, if you need a book to tell you to be a good person, well, you're probably a shitty person in the beginning. Yeah. Like, if yeah, my fucking neighbor true. needs something, I'm going to try to help him. Yeah, it's, uh, there's one thing about rural America is people are just overall neighborly because you kind of have to be, um, because, I mean, I mean if, like, you stop and help somebody because you'd hope they'd do the same for you. And, right. And, and, and if it's just, that's what you do. If you'd looked at the, do y'all have the 511 app deal out there, like to tell you if roads are open and closed and shit? Um, yeah, well, they, I don't know if there's an app or whatever, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So like, if you'd have looked at that back, you know, after this storm first hit that we're on the tail end of now, like half of our fucking state was closed. I mean, like literally every fucking road was just closed. Yeah, And, you know, each county, each township might have a maintainer, you know, mm. and, you know, they're few and far between. So, I mean, half of these roads were opened up by farmers or, oh, you yeah. know, feed yard guys or the west western side of the state didn't get it as bad. But, yeah, I mean, ranch guys opening shit up. I mean, everybody yeah. came together to get out of the fucking storm. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know how many times South Dakota and Nebraska's and, and you know North Dakota too, but uh, they've been just blasted by winter storm after winter storm after winter storm for like it seems like it's not every year; it's every other year. Um, right? There's there's just a huge storm that that just gets completely glossed over by most of the country. You only see it on Facebook, and it's just because you have buddies sharing it. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I'm, that's I don't see that changing anytime soon either. I mean, it just it yesterday it everyone everyone freaked out because you know those iPhone alerts that you'll get uh-huh. or like the alerts, the yeah, the Amber emergency alert or alerts or whatever. So they put one out yesterday that a snow squall was coming through, mm-hmm. and that was the alert snow squall. So everybody was freaking out on Facebook and all the you know social medias. What the fuck is a snow squall and all this? And basically, it's you know fifty mile an hour winds with snow. <laughs> so, but yeah, no one had ever seen that, and uh, it was kind of comical. When, uh, they sent out the alert on Hawaii, or maybe it was Guam. Was it Guam? It might have been both Hawaii and Guam that they were about to be nuked by North Korea. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I like, oh man! Can you imagine getting that one? You're just like, holy fuck! Really? What did I ever do, God? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine getting that one. You know, if I'm getting nuked, I don't want to know about it. Right. Or I want, and I don't want to know what I would have done ahead, so I can spread my asshole to the nuke. Just, I don't want to know what I would have done if I'd known I was getting nuked. Or yeah, thought I, I was I, in that case. I just, I, I just want to spread my cheeks and hopefully the pilot that that dropped it got to got to see my winking asshole before it got incinerated. You know, yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. That, that'd be the only advance warning I'd want to know. Just long enough so I could drop trow and and spread my cheeks to the sky. That that that'd yeah. be the only warning I'd need. The rest of it, I yeah, I, I'd get too nervous and I'd uh, yeah, I, I don't want to know. I don't yeah, want to know. No, I don't. That that would have scared the fuck out of me though. Like right. and, and you did like talk about helpless. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> what now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what now? Oh, yeah. I I think somebody actually got fired for that one. I'm not for sure, but I would hope. I would you would it's the government though, who knows? They got a raise and you know, new job title. By we 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 uh, drone bombed an aid worker and his family as we were leaving uh, Afghanistan, and nobody got fired for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I I'm not sure. I I guess you cannot have butt sex in a Senate hearing room without getting fired. That they will fire you for that. I mean. Out. But they only will post it on Instagram, I guess. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the only way they're going to do it. Yeah. Because we know there's a lot of butt sex going on. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that's all that that happens is just butt sex on the American public. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uncalled for, unwarranted, unasked for, non-consensual butt sex on the American public. Yeah. Day to day life. Hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you post it on Instagram and it gets out and goes viral, you you will get fired for that. They will fire you then, just because of the optics, you know. Turns out the dude had been warned before to, hey, hey tone, tone down the gay shit on your social medias. Like, Lindsay's uh, getting mad. Apparently he was a little aggressive on, on the gayness. Um, <laughs> The the hilarious part about that was he uh, when he posted it to like I guess it was like a private Instagram group which uh, his buddies suck because uh, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> shitty you, you God uh, damn it Matt if I send you something you're not sharing it 
<laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to send that in my story. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently he was uh he was like in this room. Sonia Sotomayor was uh had her first uh confirmation hearing, something else happened, and this guy took a big old German sausage. <laughs> huh. And now that wow. got out. Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm appalled, but also like so entertained. But also him. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh like I, I the the old the Hank Hill in me just feels like I should be appalled, and I am, but also I can't stop laughing about it. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's I shouldn't gay. laugh, and I know that. I know I shouldn't laugh, but but I'm going you know, to. I'm going to. I can't. I'm help fucking it. going to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, uh, those feedlots over there. Are you guys getting a lot of those uh, those Holstein uh, Angus Cross? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's how they vertically integrate the beef industry is uh, is through the dairymen. I think you're right. I mean, and look at how many of them there were. I don't know what go five years ago, and then look at how many there are now. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it was about. So I've been at this place, uh, it'll be seven years in um, like April, I think, April and May, somewhere in there, in April, I think. And uh, we got our first set of crossbreds. I've been here for like like a year, maybe. And we, like, we haven't had a ton of them, but we, we usually get some every year. And, but yeah, like all the... I like the Eastern Kansas feedlots and uh, or Western Kansas and Eastern Colorado. They're there for a while. They were full of Holstein steers and now they're full of those, those crossbreds. They still act yeah. like a fucking Holstein though. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they, they may be worse. Honestly, <laughs> they might they, be, they might be worse. Um, but like coming from the dairyman and the, the Packer side of things, and, and and like the big feedlot, fuck, they make a lot of sense. You yeah, know, they do. And they make they make a lot of sense. Um, but also you get your like, uniformity there. I mean, if anything, damn sure get your your uniformity. And um, yeah, but also, and then you get like you don't have to deal with your crotchety ass rancher. You deal with yeah. uh, you deal with uh, the dairyman who's uh, who's dealing in a subsidized industry. So he he's very right. You know he's he's well uh, well accustomed to like the, the economies of scale and uh, yeah and you know being able to shift his entire operation. Um, well, and it, and it makes it makes sense for them. They're getting real value on those on those which were essentially useless cattle. The the you know the Holstein steer. But for somebody that wants to chase something and jerk it the fuck down, <laughs> wait, oh, I yeah. didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of it is, is like. You don't really. Like, you're better off just letting them come to you and then practicing your backhand <laughs> exactly. shots because yeah. running them down like it's kind of tough. Like they're, they're hard to line out because they don't yeah. really run from you. Because they don't run. <laughs> <laughs> you're better off running away from them and then wheeling at the last minute and then trying to rope something. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're uh yeah there's some goofy suckers we we uh we just got a couple loads of them in today and um a winner of those makes you really enjoy mexican cattle uh yeah those those, those mexicans and they're you know they they've been in in quarantine long enough to where they're kind of they're pretty manageable but they move they'll they'll, they'll but they get them yeah move. yeah exactly like they, they don't just turn around and look at you I, I tell you, those Mexican cattle, the quality has improved uh, enormously over the past, uh, past like five, six years. I mean, they're yeah. the the quality of those cattle are pretty like they they'll rival most of your like your southeastern cattle. Yeah, uh, and those southeastern guys may not like to hear that, but it's it's kind of true. Right, the Mexican cattle are are pretty. They're getting pretty decent. But goddamn, them southeastern cattle come up here. You know, you get them in like October, and then fucking november december hits and they're all wanting to die oh yeah yeah those uh those bramers all of a sudden ain't all that tough they, yeah uh, yeah we we didn't have a ton of we didn't have a ton of eared cattle in the winter when i was there in kansas they they did a pretty decent job of of not not receiving a ton of, we oh just in general we didn't get a we didn't get a ton of of really real bramer uh cattle like we get we get some out of south texas and and uh that like you know like tiger stripe you know silver yeah. silver humpback bramers but um not a ton uh, a lot of a lot of like crossbred cattle you'd get but they uh they were far enough north that they got they got mostly northern type cattle so yeah <clears throat> they were um the, they they typically send them to all the Texas yards, all the all the eared cattle, and and all I think, I don't know if it's still the case, but there for a while, like the state of Kansas didn't kill any Mexican cattle, so uh, most of the the Kansas yards just didn't didn't feed them either. Yeah. Um, does Nebraska kill Mexican cattle? I'm pretty sure so. Nebraska I, killed just about anything once. Yeah, well, yeah. Except a horse. They tried to get that pass, but that you know I, I wish that would go through. Not that it's gonna be a huge boom to the industry, but it would just boy would get rid of a lot of dinks that just get rid of a lot of shitters, you know. Yeah. You know, and I've never had had any horse meat. I'm not opposed to it. I just never never have ate any of it. Right. But if somebody wants to eat it, you know, more power to them and I just there's you a stop, you gotta stop treating a horse like a pet. It's not a yeah. pet. There's a kill pen. It's down in North Kansas, not too far from here. And uh you know, they're always posting their shit and you see the people commenting on there and you're like, fuck, you you just know where it's going. And actually mm-hmm. there's there's a girl down the road that's, you know, always getting something from there and then you know, then she's posting on Facebook a week later. Looking for somebody to put thirty days on this horse, and you know it came from the fucking kill pen, and you're oh, like, yeah. it was at the kill pen for a reason, right? And then yeah, or they'll then they those rescues run out of money, and then the then all their rescue horses are starving to death, and you're like, yeah. oh fuck, yeah, they exactly. could have been dead already. They could have <laughs> already been dead, you know. Yeah. Rather than being fucking miserable, yeah, they could have yeah, been. Yeah, well, and then they, yeah. they were at least productive that way. They, whether it's yeah. dog food or uh, you know a, a horse steak on some Frenchman's plate, doesn't matter. 
there's some productive value of it that adds yeah. to the whole circle of life where these other like how we went to reno last week and uh yeah going through washoe valley there i mean just those feral horses are everywhere yeah everywhere and you're like and they're doing fine right now because we had a lot of we had a lot of moisture this past year and uh so there there was actually feed out there for them but not as much feed as there should be because they're eating all the sons of bitches and and uh but like if you'd have seen them last summer holy shit man they're just you know it's like the it's like the last of the apaches after we you know we smoked them all out you know they're just starving to death and that's a weird deal, the wild horse deal. Because, I mean, yeah, if you view them like elk or something, I mean, I see those people's side a little bit. But, god damn, they just eat so fucking much and, well, and you can't manage cover them. so that's much ground. Yeah, you can't manage them. They they used to, like, take care of them pretty well. You know, like, a lot of those ranches, they would just... Uh, you know they'd round them up and and uh, and call the herd and then throw out a new stud with uh with the mare band right and uh, and they'd do that like every you know every five ten years or whatever or or you know you had those mustang like some of those old stories the mustangers was fucking crazy you know round up yeah. with, with airplanes and stuff but <clears throat> yeah like um the the horse population significantly increased after the the economy crashed in 08 like yeah a lot of those wild horses are just domestic horses that got dropped off because they couldn't they afford to feed them anymore and they didn't have the stones to put them down right i saw a post from i think it was somewhere in idaho the other day of a shitload of them just walking down the street you know in some suburb that got put in the middle of what would be cow country you know uh, my wife was more ruthless than I was when, because there there was some lady, uh, stopped on the side of the road taking pictures, and my wife like rolls the window. Oh, are they precious? Aren't they just fucking precious? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, she's a savage. Um, she usually doesn't kind of go off like that, but boy, she, the, those wild horses, uh, and cause see like that whole area is like, she used to ride, ride her horse around there all the time. And she's like, you never, you never saw any of those wild horses. Like there was a, a there was a little band that was over by Virginia city in, in that range. And then there was like a little band over by, um, by uh, Fernley, but like they now they're just they're everywhere they're just yeah. fucking everywhere and i want to hear that oh go ahead i was gonna say i want to hear some mustanger stories like some people that you know actually knew something about that and was yeah. around during that time because that, that guy you were talking to the other day that tc out of yeah. saratoga i spent a little time out there i mean that's that's cool country for one mm. but I bet there was. I bet there's some fucking stories to come out of there too, though. I know. I that guy he was talking about that Chris Williams. I, I know him. He's uh like and like he's not joking. That dude is a hand. I got to see him work for for several days, and him and his brother both. And they're they're just they're so quiet, smooth, just handy, handy, handy yeah. fellas. Um, I, I, that was one of the the big regrets of that trip because I just I went up with my boss and so I didn't you know we just we drove up in a pickup we didn't we didn't haul a horse or anything and I would have yeah. really liked to gather that country 
Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, all my I was there afoot. You know, I was I was doing gunsel work, but I did right. get to see my my boss. Uh, he he just stuck to the the chest of this big charlet heifer for about three strides <laughs> as, as she proceeded to run right over the fucking top of him, and it, it was pretty glorious. He had he had kind of pissed me off at uh, like I I really like that. I still. He's the only guy to ever fire me, and so that sticks in my craw a little bit. But I, 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 I do respect <laughs> the guy a lot. I, I really, you know, there, there, except at the end, um, like I got along with the guy a lot, uh, really well, and I, I respected him. And but he, he had just, you know, it just typical working cattle type days. He had pissed me the fuck off, and uh, yeah, not, not listening to me, and to see him just get absolutely just chilly womped was so satisfying <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah oh yeah I, I ran over there with my hand out to help him up but i was grinning from ear to ear and just like ha ah, that was nice i'm sure my wife's <laughs> felt that way about me many days <laughs> i uh yeah, any any time i feel my my ears getting hot i figure somebody else is really enjoying this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that saratoga country though that was like the first real west country i'd seen yeah it's you pretty, know I, pretty open not much out there but there's a lot i of grew it. up i grew up like dreaming of that country you know just wanting mm. to be that that west and then we uh went there for a rodeo look i mean we got there at like two in the morning and uh parked the camper went the to wind sleep wasn't blowing was it Oh yeah. <laughs> but woke up the next morning and I opened the camper door, you know, and I was like, fuck, this is, this is it. Like, this is West. Like yeah. we're West now. Yeah, that's for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty big country through there. Um, but then that's only considering if you haven't been to Nevada and right, boy, that's, that's some, like some big country out. And I haven't, I still like I've, I've drove through a lot of it, but I've, and I've, I just haven't spent a ton of ton of time horseback in like the big country, and I, I'd like to, but uh, you yeah. know I've seen I've seen some some of it between my horse's ears, but like most of it's most of it's been behind the wheel of a of a pickup. Yeah, I um, want to get to Elko in the next few years. I Elko's I need to make town. that happen. Uh, I like Elko a lot. That uh, the cowboy poetry gathering's pretty neat. Right, even that's what the, I want to come for. Even all the Gunsel shit that they do, it's it's still pretty cool. Like they, they, uh, it, it's quite the production. But uh, I, I don't know. Me and my wife went that one year and, and really, really enjoyed it. And uh, and I haven't been able to enjoy the whole thing, uh, really like like that since. But I've always, yeah. I've always been doing the show, working and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I like, I really enjoy it. I. Uh, you know, and then like our, we do our show, and then go over to the the star and watch Outside Circle, and and uh, I guess that, uh, Coulter Wall's playing this year, so that'd be. I saw that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like uh, like at Miles City. You know, it's probably kind of the same for the Bucking Horse sale. I think I think probably so. I haven't been up there yet. I've that's an, that's also on my bucket. Like Tom Horn Days is on my bucket list. Yeah, um, Tom Horn Days. I Tom go Horn to. Days, uh, Miles City. Um, the the Brandeman Pro Am I want to go to that deal too, um, <laughs> those I I I really have got uh, such an appreciation for the 
like the the vaquero style roping nowadays yeah it's just it's it's so cool when you see those guys that can actually like really really rope with a riata yeah it's and uh, it's smooth it's, and it looks pretty else. yeah and uh yeah like there's i i still prefer mostly the like the cow puncher style stuff like i i i appreciate the spade bit i'm not a spade bit guy yet uh, like maybe i'll get there one of those days but i like i appreciate it uh, but i like i like the grazing bits i like the you know i like the the cow puncher style saddles i yeah. i but i do i love the long rope in the slick horn i like that's one thing i that's really stuck with me i, I really i really enjoy dallying on a, on a slick horn I've been on the fence for a while on getting a Wade. I don't know. Hey. The guy um, that Wades are nice, it, but it's all just what you what you're used to. I've I've yeah. considered getting getting one too. Um, I had one for a while and and I liked it. I don't know. I just something about a set of swells in front of me that I like. Yeah, I, I like swells, especially on young horses and shitters, which is mostly what I ride. So it's funny is I've rode some rank ass shit on a on a wade uh, with and without uh, squat hits, and uh, and I got along just fine. You know, like I, I <laughs> some of some of the nastier horses that I ever rode was was on a wade with with no squat hits, and and I covered just fine. It's just you know, it's, yeah, you learn how to ride it. But um, I don't know. There's just something something kind of comfortable about the. Uh, not maybe not comfortable, but comforting having a set of swells in front of you because they're typically not comfortable. The guy yeah. I worked for, which uh, hell, you might know it. I mean, he went to see you and he was out in Colorado for a while, but he'd be about your age. But uh, he he rode a Wade, and I mean, I always I always rode like a calf rope and saddle, yeah, and still do. And uh, he rode a Wade, and I mean, he was kind of the same way, he was sticky, but he said, you know, it kind of you get used to it and with or without swells he could or with uh buck and rolls he could still just stick to them yeah, but he rode pretty uh, nice horses too I forget what uh hartman called it. i think he called it riding the kennel but you gotta yeah rather than like getting your legs sucked up under the swells you like you push yourself back up against the kennel and you gotcha and it's kind of a it makes sense kennel. it's uh yeah it's a uh, and it's been a long time since i, I rode a Wade and I ain't much of a bronc stomper, anyways. I I get by one long enough yeah. to get them circling. Usually that was, that was I get by when I got to. Yeah, I I can I can hang on typically long enough to get them circling, so that uh and then and then get them talked out of her. At least at least <laughs> enough to where I can I can break their stride enough to to get back in the middle and 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 get by. But I I got. Yeah. I'm not one to just let them have their head and, and go at it very often. <laughs> right. I, I got to be pretty confident to do that. And I'm usually yeah. not. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, there's, it's kind of like everything. The more, the more you learn about it, the more you realize like there's, it doesn't matter what it is. They're like, there's, there's something I can appreciate about stuff that I don't know. And and when right. I, when I got opened up to the, the buckaroo side of things, I'm like, well, then you look at the country that they're dealing with and you're like, ah, this makes a lot of sense. And you like, you see, I, I got to do this a little bit in, in Western Colorado and uh, we had some in Eastern Colorado, but it wasn't, wasn't near the, <laughs> it wasn't near as rough, like up and down, you know, trailing them off a mountain. 
And you're like, well, fuck yeah, I don't want to be tied on here. You know that? No, no. I I, I want to be able to slide some rope here, and if if need be, just throw my cut bait and get the fuck yeah. out so I don't kill myself and the yeah. horse. But then yeah, like, you I go feel down you. To Texas, and you see that uh that brush country, and yeah, you, you only got one coil in your hand because that's all you need. Because uh, and, yeah. and once you once you get her caught, you need both hands to to steer through the damn right. mesquite. You don't have, you don't have time to worry about dallying and and uh and some of the some of the smoothest cattle handling I've seen is from guys tied tied hard. You know, like there's a video uh, I reposted here a while back of boots dragon calves and that's just the smoothest butter you know just there there's no jerk at all and you just right to the fire and you know see you see guys uh you know with a big stop on their horse but you you don't really hardly see the rope come tight either you know they just right. they just they know how to work the slack and eh, just you know being handy hand hand recognize the hand i mean my and, thought on that whole is the whole deal is the guys that argue there's no place for tying off and the guys that argue there's no place for dallying, blah, 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 long rope, slick They horn. haven't been somewhere where they've, they've needed. They haven't been else. to the other place. I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And uh, I, I has got a lot, um, a lot more noticeable, like the, the overlap of styles with, uh, with the advent of social media, but, yeah, I mean, hell, if you, if you go back and read The Last Buckaroo by Mackie Hedges, and he's talking about the different styles, uh, you know, and this was this was back in, like, the outlaw days of Nevada ranching, you know, when, when you, yeah. you know, when, like, Claude Dallas was <laughs> was running those, uh, in those big outfits, you know, trying Controversial to... Controversial character. He, he was uh, draft dodging, you know, when, when he uh, when he went out to Buckaroo. Right. And, um, but, like... Even in those books, and and Mackie, uh, when I had him on the show, he was talking about like the different styles of stuff, and and he, he even admitted, you know, when he was up in Montana, they had a, a crew that that liked to to flat ass him and and drag him, you know, heel and drag, versus the the Nevada and California Idaho crew that that wanted to head and heel everything, and, head and said, heel well, we had a lot out. of fun with ours, but they they drugged double the calves that we did uh, right. just by, by healing dragging them, you know? And so he, like, even he can recognize like, oh, there's, there's a time and place for all of it. And uh, it just depends on what you're doing. And, and yeah. I don't know, like I, I can respect the, and I love the, the long rope and the slick horn, but I, I'm pretty, pretty loath to get away from my swells too. You know, like I just, yeah. I like <laughs> a set of swells. I, I just, right. It's not even not even that I need them because like I know I can ride some some stuff without them. I just I like them. I don't know. It's, just it's what my security I, what I blanket. <laughs> it's what I grew up with. It's what I know. It's yeah. what I like. And um, I don't know. I'm not. I've got a bear trap that you want some swells. It's you can throw yeah. your you can throw up into those and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you just you better not uh, really like to stand up when you rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's uh it's funny like because you'll, you'll get guys arguing about different different brands of pickups or whatever and i like i am a free agent when it comes to a pickup like i'm yeah, i'm in the shit. matt wilson camp he's got this old song uh called uh hick billy and he says my favorite trucks when it starts and uh, right that, that that's kind of how i am like i i'm 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 truly a free agent when it comes to to vehicles i just like whatever works you know i've had yeah I've, oh yeah i've had good and bad of all of them and i, I don't care um yeah. but yeah there's just there's certain like i love uh i love a floating spade i love a dog bone bit 
Um, like I, I I appreciate the spade. I appreciate like the Mona Lisa style and and even, even just like a, a straight curb bit, you know, like a real stiff curb. I appreciate those too, but I like, I like a broken mouthpiece. I I work in a feedlot. It works really good for me. Exactly. Well, shit, I'm right now I'm riding a calf saddle with a fucking bozel, you know, on Mm -hmm. the horse. So a little mix and match. I, I really like the feel of a good, uh, McCarty. Like I, but I like split reins and, and most of it becomes I work in a feedlot. So I don't, yeah. I don't want a loop rain. I just, that, right. that, it's asking for something to get broke or a wreck to happen or both. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I like split reins and I keep, I keep threatening to get a, a pair of eight foot pair of reins made split reins. And I just, just haven't done it yet, but one of these days yeah. I'm going to, but I'm going to, that means I'm going to have to get a different horse that I need to need to use them on. And yeah, I'd rather have, I'm just a the fucking rain, butt. The reins are a lot cheaper. Even, yeah. even the expensive reins are cheaper than a horse. So, Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just a mutt when it comes to style. I don't give a fuck whatever works. Well, yeah. And then I don't know, like I said, I'm, I, I work in a feedlot too. So you don't, you don't typically have anything real nice that, that you're right. riding. Like, um, because it's going to be shit in six months. Mm, I've got a real nice set of spurs, and I've got some real nice bits that I use. But, um, yeah, there's that's another thing about the buckaroo stuff is like, man, I'm not going to spend eight thousand dollars <laughs> on a saddle. I'm sorry, yeah. I just, I'm sure it's really, really nice. I know it's really nice, but it's not that much nicer than a three thousand dollars saddle. You know? Yeah. What was it's, that guy a few years ago that was building all them wades and shit and acting like he was all great basin all that, and then he ended up like frauding a bunch of people out of a shitload oh, of money? Yeah, I heard about that. Um, that's also been a good thing about about Facebook is, uh, you know, like those guys get exposed pretty quick. <laughs> like, damn, what was that guy's name? Uh, he was he was kind of back in your neck of the woods, wasn't he? I don't I don't remember. I thought he was. I thought he was Colorado area, but maybe he was. Maybe he was. I don't know. I, there's been a lot of those guys. I don't know this guy in particular, but uh, but I remember I remember the guy taking. Uh, maybe it was uh, who's the the dude that does the Lonesome Lands blog? Um, oh, he's from, uh, he's um, from Iowa. Mundorf. Yeah, yeah. He had a had a a run in with that guy. I think. Gotcha. I'm gonna have maybe, to go back. So then maybe that's where the Iowa came from. Gotcha. I'm gonna have to look it up because yeah, I kind of forgot about that deal till we were talking. And I was like, wait a minute, that yeah, that Dang. that Mundorf guy's got a really cool looking website, but all of his blogs kind of sound the same. Um, like he the he's kind of an RCAF guy, and yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that if you if you heard one RKF argument, you've kind of heard them you've all. You've heard them all. Heard them all. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're no, wrong at all. but I'm just saying that they 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 get a little repetitive. It's just it's a pissing match between RKF and Cattlemen's, and yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, NCBA's in the pocket of the of the Packers, and right, exactly. That's that's what it, that's that's how that's going to be until somebody forces them to to split up. Which yeah. they say they're think, not, but but we know they are. Well, yeah, they, they are. But now they've had. Uh, they had. I remember it wasn't 
but like three or four years ago, maybe they had a, the first time they had a dairy guy as the, the president of the NCBA. And then, yeah, that, that was kind of when you started seeing the, the influx of these crossbred calves and yeah. honestly, the, weird how I'm, that works, right? I'm kind of surprised it took them this long to figure that part out. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like, cause those, yeah, those, if you want, you want something that you talk about factory farmed, um, <laughs> Like there, there is an argument on some of those really big feedlots uh, on the factory farming issue uh, on on right. beef side of things, but outside of the really big feedlots, but even even still, those you know ninety percent of those cattle come off uh, come from grass. Uh, yeah, but those those crossbred dairy kids, they don't see a blade of grass except on a on an off chance that there's some weeds growing on the edge of an alley. Shit, you ever turned a pin of those out on rye pasture? No, I've heard they're I heard it's a fun time though. Oh yeah, they're they're just confused as hell. I bet. It was it was one of the weirdest things I ever saw this spring when we went we went over to the coast and we got like I, I get why people moved to California. I like I get it. That place is so goddamn beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, northern that, part, I mean. That early spring, man, like all those all those hills just look like you just want to go put your bare feet in the grass and then you know just you just want to just like swing up on a horse bareback and and go see what's over the next hill you know <laughs> right. i mean it's like you, you turn real hippie real quick looking at that shit because you're like <laughs> god damn it, it's so beautiful yeah um but I, yeah it was the first time i'd seen uh holsteins out on grass and uh it's insane how natural they look too. You know, I, I thought they, I thought they wouldn't have looked natural seeing them. You know, not, not in the. They look uh, goofy as fuck. No, and you're just like, huh? I guess that's kind of what dairy cattle are supposed to look like. Huh? <laughs> it's uh, and then then you you kind of rethink that whole factory farming thing. You're like, ah, you know, there's a point to that. There's a point that may, maybe we could we could kind of go back to maybe not can find them quite as much you know i know i'm late to it but i just finished that uh the lost cowboy mm. and i think you you had him on didn't you yeah. yeah yeah he's gonna be an elko um i'm i'm looking forward to to drinking a beer with that guy in person but, uh, he, he's cool the whole sweden deal like that just yeah. sounded just weird as fuck i like yeah europe is weird as fuck that's the that's the, the thing is like Europe's fucking weird. But damn, Australia sounded rank. Like I'm so fuck. jealous that I didn't get to go to Australia when I was a young buck, you know? No shit. Like that just uh, sounded wild. It sounded awesome. I mean it's yeah. It's like the same way I feel about the wagons, you know, like I didn't know that shit was still around until I was already married with kids and like now now it's unless I right. do it as like a you know, if I do it like the, um, um, what's his name, uh, John Langtree, you know, okay. and, and go as a photographer, and, you know, just go as a podcaster or something rather than being <laughs> yeah. a part of the crew. That's that's about the only way I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> right, I'll go with unless, you. And you know, unless my my life just really goes to shit. <laughs> <laughs> unless you know, like, uh, unless the cocaine comes back and we're out of options right right you know like my like it it'd have to be like my wife and kids are out of the picture for good and then maybe i can go get an actual wagon job but unless right. that happens and i don't want it to i'm gonna have to go like as a 
as a halfway tourist, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna Dude, ratchet it up. I have to hope that I'm one of the handier tourists that year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Straight dude ranch it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 you know, like I said, I just didn't know that that was even an option until it was, it was kind of too late. And, uh, right. I hear you. It would uh, kind of same it, here. It had been fun as hell. And, uh, and it, I mean, it always sounds like it's fun, but you don't like, you don't see a whole lot of guys stick with it for very long either. No, I was uh well. Like I was talking with with uh, TC the other day. I was like, uh, you know, once you hit thirty five, you start seeing a lot of guys find jobs in town. Yeah, you know for sure. <laughs> like the that that whole this whole cowboy thing is kind of short lived for most. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the co op more than anything, so yeah, <laughs> kind of. Well, I got. I've I've got the the luxury of where I can still I can still be horseback every day if I want to, but if, also if I I don't want to, I can usually kind of get away with it too. You can delegate. Yeah, or or I can just you know I I can take a really good look in the pickup and decide <laughs> yeah that one's probably good till tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, this time of year, it, it gets kind of dicey because you know, like you don't want to cripple a horse. You know, we're we're in that. Yeah, we got just enough moisture where the 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 pins aren't shitty, but like a, around the bunk slab area, right. where it always gets wet. You know, and then that shit freezes and whatnot. And and you know, it's it's that's hard on a horse. Winter, oh winter yeah, is just uh, winter in the feedlot's hard on a horse, anyways. Winter in a feed and, yard sucks. Yeah, so I just. You, you get to be, especially the older you get, and the 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 softer on your horses you tend to be. Uh, yeah. You uh, you're just like ah, I can get another pair of muck boots. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go uh, if I have to. I'll go walk that one out of foot and and save save my horse for another day because there's always like we're gonna get a big slug of calves at some point and I'm gonna need my horses so I'll yeah. save them until then. I threw a pickup the other day. I was uh, I was coming back from getting fuel on an open cab tractor, open station tractor, and my yeah. mustache was all froze to shit. <laughs> and uh, my buddy, he he still rides rides daily, and he messaged back, you know, that I remember that, or I I know what you feel, and his mustache was froze up too. And me and him worked a weekend. I mean, it's been a long six seven years ago, but. It was like negative 20 something, you know, which I know the Montana guys hit negative 40, but we uh, had you know, water. Stop listening to the Dakota and Montana guys. They they only pipe up when it gets cold because they got nothing else. <laughs> but we worked, I remember a weekend and I mean, it was, it was, I think we were approaching negative 30, but I don't think we hit it. And uh, they had a heated gator at that feed yard. And oh, we kind of looked at each. We kind of looked that, at each other that morning. That's the and, death of a good cowboy. <laughs> we we, we kind of looked at, real quick. We kind of looked at each other. I mean, we were the only two there. I think there might have been one more person there, but like the, the internal combustion engine has ruined more cowboys than Fence yeah. ever did. <laughs> and you know, I don't regret it one damn bit. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure we rode around all pins that day and just gave her the old look and. Went from there. Yeah. They they keep talking about how the, you know, the fencing of the West changed the, you know, the open range cowboy and it did, but it, 
that internal combustion engine changed yeah. way more shit than the fences did. Like the fences were going to go up one way or the other. It just happened. Somebody found barbed wire and it was cheap and effective. But you know, I'll, I'll drive by another feed yard and I'll see somebody out there on a four wheeler and I will just cuss and just fucking farmer. <laughs> yeah, <a> fucking farmer. <laughs> exactly. I know it. I like talking shit on the farmers just to see, just to see people get riled up. Cause uh, it's kind of like, uh, and I'm not a, I'm not a veteran, so I can't, I can't speak on this issue, but I, I love hearing like the veterans talk about when, uh, like when when you get like those super arrogant veterans who's like, Yeah, make sure you, you thank all me and my brothers for my service this Veterans Day. Now, that's how I feel when the when everybody starts posting about like, We're out here doing it every day because you ain't gonna do it. Thank the farmer. No, so, fuck off. It's so I am a vet. Need... So I am a vet. So I, I love those too. And I got a buddy that, man, we go back and forth on that shit. And then Jeremiah a lot, too. I'll send him some shit. And... Jeremiah's I... a bad motherfucker. I, I'm just glad I'm friends with that guy. And I was, we, we were talking, I was actually texting him today. Um, I was, I was asking his input on, uh, apparently Pakistan and Iran are, are like bombing each other right. uh, sporadically. And I'm like, what's this all about? You've been over in that neck of the wood. And I, it's just like, is that something we got to worry about too? Is that that gonna? And we, so, we just got to, to talking, and he was just like, "We, our our whole military is just run by fucking morons." And I was like, ah, "Oh that's yeah, kind of what I've gathered too." So the first time I met Jeremiah, I uh, I was going to donate to a war party from one of my bull mm-hmm. ridings, and he came out and uh, he he was running a little late getting through Nebraska and all, and he got here. And I mean, we were in like the first set of bulls. So I was in the arena, you know, shoot boss. And, and yeah. uh, he just walks up and he pulls a flask out of his pocket. And he's like, you want some of this? I'm like, man, we're right in the middle of perk. <laughs> I, I, I put him in the back. Uh, he was pulling flanks off bulls and shit, put him to work. And he, hell, he worked all night and didn't complain a damn bit. And yeah, it was a good deal. Went yeah, to the bar with us afterwards. We had a hell of a time. He's he's good shit. He's uh. He's definitely a good guy to to be buddies with. Like, shit goes down. He's a guy you want in your corner. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Been, that guy's seen some shit and uh, he handles himself just fine. <laughs> yeah. We were know. going to we were going to the bar and uh, I walked up to his pickup and there was no like steps on it. It's it's kind of a higher pickup. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, got to jump in this son of a bitch. And he's like, Yeah, no fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was his wife with him on that deal or, or do you get, no, he didn't bring his wife on that one. His his wife's a badass too. She's, she's cool as hell. Yeah. She's, she's also like, also you don't mess with her. She's, she, um, yeah, she can handle her own. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. There he's, that's a, yeah, he's just a good dude. I, I really, I really like Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, immaculate mustache beard whatever he's choosing to 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 wear at the time like yeah i know i'm nowhere close the, i think his grows in by the second though like oh i think so he's got a five o'clock shadow by 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> i forget what he said that we were sitting around the trailer drinking that night and he's somebody said something to him about it and he said damn what did he say i I'm half native and or native and Mexican. He's like yeah. I was born with back hair. <laughs> Something like that is fucking yeah. funny. 
Yeah, because his at his dad was Mexican, and his uh, his mom was Apache, and uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a hoot. I like that guy. He's doing. He does. He's just. He's a good dude. He's doing good work. Like, yeah, uh, I just look at. I always say like that, that's that's just a noble cause. I don't I don't know right. how effective his he he is on it, but like that's it's a good it's a good cause, and I I was support yeah. him. Hundred percent in it. It's, a, it's just like eh. I'd never even heard about that issue until him. <clears throat> and right, uh, and you're like, oh, I'm glad somebody's out there d- trying to do something about it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, and dude's capable as shit, and he's uh, he's good at like gathering like-minded people too. I've, I've met a lot of cool people through him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool dude. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, and we were ta- we were talking today, and he's he's like, "There's no community anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, you just, you kind of got to make community where where you can." And uh, yeah. that's why, like, I I just I kind of collect guys like that. It's like ah, that if shit ever pops off, like I'm gonna be the guy that makes sure they've got beef to eat because they, yeah. uh, they they can fight a hell of a lot better than I can, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing too, like. Like, around here, like, where I live, you know, I've got, like, I mean, I've got a bunch of people that I know, but I've got, mm-hmm. like, two good friends. But, like, outside of that, like, the people I would call good friends, you know, are very spread out. You know, I mean, you know how cowboying is. Like, yeah, you end up knowing people from four or five states away, but you can call them and, damn, they'll probably show up if you need them, you know. I, I figure if... if- if it comes to where like I need, like we need to gather, like I'm going back to the plains because at least out there, you know, you can see everybody coming from a long way. <laughs> see off. a long it, damn way. Like if it's like you gotta you gotta skedaddle and and uh, try to make it on your own, I'll stick to the hills. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's easier to hide in the hills. Yeah. But if it's coming to a showdown, uh, let's go out to the plains where. We can we can dig in and we can see everybody coming from a long way off. I can see you three days away. Mm-hmm. Right after you passed my dog running away. That's, it. that's <laughs> exactly when, that's when we're like they're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I try not to joke about that type of shit too much because I really like I know it's if if anything ever pops off, it's not going to be pretty. No, exactly. Um, but the thing is, the worst part is like there's not gonna be a good side to choose. I don't think because whoever's whoever's clamoring for power is probably gonna be uh, pretty authoritarian, and I'm anti yeah. that. I bet the you're guys right. That I agree with more more often than not have a lot more guns than the people that I very rarely agree with. So yeah, um, I I, I feel okay about my odds. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, like that, that that's one thing where like I, I don't care what the right side of history is, I just know what the winning side will look like. Exactly. <laughs> and goddammit, if I got a choice, I'm gonna be on the winning side. Right. Like um yeah. I just know like um I know like if 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 things gets get real sketchy and like uh, it's kinda everybody for themselves i know i can make routine raiding parties into reno and and come (laughs) away with a lot of shit (laughs) you know 
Like I'm I'm not far from California. Like I can I could make a raid into Sacramento if I wanted to, you know. <laughs> right. When it when it comes to that type of shit. But um yeah, I just I always like well, well I think your your best case, especially like rural America, is just like you just head for the hills. Go yeah. go full Mormon strategy. Go fucking Mormon, yeah. We're going yeah. fucking Mormon. Burn everything behind you and head to the hills. Right. Yeah, I leave them nothing to to take. Take your yeah. women, take your livestock, and burn everything to the ground. Take everything with you, and yeah, there will be yeah. nothing left. I kind of, I feel like we're due to for for some raiding parties, though. You know, like that. I feel like we got away from that as as humans. You know, in the in the past hundred years or so, that used to be kind of commonplace. Where I mean, like well, we're kind of big lonesome dove. You know, like be a good night to slip over into mexico <laughs> cross the <Yeah>. stock <laughs> well we're yeah. kind of due for a societal collapse uh, i mean collapse aren't we because what every society lasts what what's the years on that uh i think a great like a great empire is rough like right around 250 years so like we're past that yeah or we're we're coming up on it 26 and we're in some we're in some weird fucking times i mean we've already covered yeah. that so <laughs> yeah it, it just gets weirder i, I mean shit it, we were talking about how weird four years ago were and then well i just remember how weird it was that donald fucking trump won the presidency <laughs> no shit and, and now i'm at the point where i like he's honestly our best shot like he's he's honestly the best guy for it at the moment, and I hate to say it. And that's a fucking problem. <laughs> like you're just like, oh fuck. Um, yeah, it's just like as much as I wish Thomas Massey was that guy, he's not. Like he's just right. And uh, like that, that's I mean, like as much as I wish Ron Paul was permanent dictator, he's not. He's and, not. Uh, yeah, so it would be cool. It'd be cool. I mean, I'd be even okay with like one line of succession because Rand Paul is pretty all right. I don't yeah. know what his kids are like, so we'll have to talk when that comes to it. But <laughs> um yeah, like if I if I was into monarchy, it'd be the Paul family. <laughs> right. I could get down with that. But that that ain't the case. So um yeah, I look at it and like as much I not I'll probably end up voting libertarian. I will honestly I th- I, I honestly, I think Trump's probably the best guy for it, regardless of the party. I think it uh, doesn't matter even unless the libertarians put up somebody like Ron Paul. Uh, Trump's right. probably better than they are because he at least has a chance of winning. And uh, and he he if you notice throughout his presidency, he did listen to Ron uh, Rand Paul quite a bit. Like Rand, Rand Paul had his ear on a lot of foreign policy stuff. So like. On a lot, yeah, but I don't know. FBI got great. bigger. Yeah, great. But there, there was a on some really important shit. He listened to Rand Paul, and so I was like, yeah, ah, I'd agree I'll with that. It, I'll hand, I'll hand him that. Um. So I, I don't know. I. How do you think all this this goes this year? Do you think? Uh, I think we're gonna have a normal election. I don't think so. I think we're fucking beyond the times of normal elections. I mean, I I wonder that too. So like we have the the caucus coming up here. Uh, I think it's next week. I need to check. 
I, honestly, now I don't care that Vivek Rock, uh, that Ramaswamy dropped out. Um, that was who I was gonna throw my my vote behind in the in the caucus. Now it doesn't matter. Like, right. But also, <laughs> there's there's a primary and a caucus at the same time. So the the legislature changed changed the law. I think in I think it was in 2018, maybe it was in no, I, I guess it'd been in, in 20 or 22, which the the legislature is all uh, Democrat because it's all dominated by Las Vegas. By Vegas, of, yeah, yeah, like two thirds of the population is in Clark County. So, um, yeah, there's 17 counties in Nevada, and two thirds of the population is in one county. Right. Um, so, but they, they changed it to a primary state, which is pretty short-sighted, honestly, I mean, like, extremely short-sighted because Nevada gets a lot of attention. It's kind of like Iowa where like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter that much, but it's, it's a swing state and they, they vote early on the primaries. Yeah. Um, so they get a lot of attention. Uh, they tried. Uh, they actually passed the whole uh, popular popular vote deal for the electoral college, um, and it passed the the house and the senate. But our previous piece of shit governor, uh, it was the one good move that he made. He vetoed it because he and he realized like, hey, if uh, if we do this, we'll never get any presidential candidate ever visit the state again because. All they have to do is yeah, because it's easy. Yeah, you you win California and, and New York, and you you win the popular vote pretty much. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it 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 make Nevada nothing. Like they they would ne- they would never come here again. And uh, so, uh, and this was the governor we had during during COVID, and he was a real piece of shit. Uh, but he he vetoed that. Now they they changed it to a. Uh, a primary system kind of at the behest of the, the DNC. Um, and it seems like it was, it's, it's to benefit Joe Biden, which I, I wonder like, why is it so important that, that Joe Biden of all people remain in power like that? That's fucking beyond had, me. They've had so many off ramps mm. to, to pass it off to somebody. Uh, I mean, like, just health in general. You could, like, you could just be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm having some serious health issues, and I don't think I can lead the country effectively." And step aside. And yeah. uh, and they could find some way to push Kamala out. I'm I'm positive, you know. They just <sighs> like I, but for whatever reason, they they uh, they are just sticking with Uncle Joe, and I don't I don't get it. It's fucking wild because i mean he can't even put together a coherent sentence i know and he's at like 33 percent approval and uh who who's and, approving and, right oh that's and that's just coming from the pollsters who generally weighed it heavily in favor of democrats and so like yeah. and he's still only getting 33 you're like god damn dude they they really don't like him <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know, and unless like the corruption just runs that deep that it, like it just like they, we can't, 
we can't let this guy back in or we're all going down. And that's the thing, too. Like, you ever just sit back and think, like, how fucking deep is the corruption? Like, how deep are we? Well, the funny thing is, like, I don't think it matters if Trump gets back in anyways. He didn't do much the first time, so. Right. I I mean. So so I just don't know what. I I mean, maybe maybe somebody will go to jail, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I Um, doubt it. Uh, you know, if you if you look at what Trump did, try to try to take him on the the last time, it like kind of got his ass handed to him at every turn. You know, yeah. they they uh, they didn't allow him to do much of anything his whole first term. Um, he tried to pull out of Syria like three different times and and uh, didn't work. Yeah, his his Secretary of Defense retired one time or resigned, and then. Uh, and then they just lied to him the other time. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, we'll we'll get out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 leaving. Oh yeah, totally, dude. One more beer. Oh, One more beer. Totally, totally. <laughs> we got some stuff to finish up, but next week we'll be out. Promise. It was that whole that whole after this beer deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's wild. So I don't know. I um I think I think this. Uh, the stuff with Texas is going to be pretty interesting because you know you get the you've got the border patrol uh, telling Texas to stop you know enforcing the border. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you what can't do that. That's that's our job. And Texas is like, but you're not doing it, so we're going to do it. And like, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I know. It's it's another pissing match. Just mm-hmm. yet another one to I add know, to the and, mini. Uh, how uh, how strong you think uh, Greg Abbott's piss stream is? Do you think it's is it does it work or does it just go into a bag? Um, I think we're uh, we're talking bags here because I think so. I I bet he doesn't have a strong stream. I don't know. I mean, he, yeah. I don't know if he can control it. I'm I'm afraid that might be correct. How's his fastball? You think? Because he because <laughs> if he's got a good fastball, you could huck a piss bag pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be more afraid of the colostomy bag. So. Fair enough. Let's come back to that. I got to pee one more time. Let's call it good for the main session. We'll come back for, uh, we'll do a little Patreon bonus. We'll All right. This. We'll get into how far you can throw a colostomy bag. All right, deal. <laughs> They're going to come back for that. Yeah, uh, you got any anything you want uh, you want the guys to follow and and uh, and and anything like that you want to? Promote? I mean, no, nah, I mean, just just Rhino at on Instagram, and that's kind of about it. I still put I mean, on some no. bull ridings and stuff. If anybody's looking for a subpar bull riding, I got you. Just let me Perfect. know. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Well, on that note, thanks for tuning in. Go give them a follow on Instagram. And uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. We're burning daylight. You rise up in the morning beneath the stars so bright. Pull your hat down, make sure your cinch is tight. Horse is kind of snuffy, cold chill up your spine. We'll get your ass moving, sun will burn daylight. Burning daylight.
together and you won't catch them all. But when you ride through the gate, make sure you sit up tall. I can see the horizon, it's looking pretty bright. We'll get your ass moving somewhere, burning daylight. Tell the job's done right.